Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Monday, October 31st, 2022. Happy Halloween. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, the latest on Paul Pelosi. Number two, the battle to regulate crypto. And number three, it's a canvas week. All right, Jake, let's get into it. Um, Over the weekend, a lot of uh, reporting and uh, stories coming out following up on the uh, horrific attack of Paul Pelosi, husband of Speaker Nancy Pelosi, being attacked in their home in San Francisco. And that is not only reverberating in terms of Pelosi world, but also in the broader just Capitol Hill world, members asking new questions about their own personal safety, the U.S. Capitol Police conducting a review of security for top members and senators. Um, it is, it is, it has far-reaching implications here. Yeah. Um, well, let's discuss this one thing at the top. Um, the uh, we could just go over this quickly. The inability or unwillingness of Republicans to kind of, or many Republicans, not all. Um, to kind of reckon reckon with this and instead kind of spread conspiracy theories uh, shouldn't be surprising, but I guess somehow is a little bit surprising to me. Um, let, let's face the reality here, and this is the first time we've talked about it on the podcast because this happened at at uh, about five thirty in the morning on Friday morning before our morning edition went out. Um, Paul Pelosi was, I mean. It, it's luck that this wasn't a lot worse than it was. You know, um, he, he was able to call the police, um, according to reports, while he was in the in the restroom, in the bathroom in his home. Um, that's that's really fortunate for him because this dude, this guy, David DePape, DePap, um, had a hammer and um, uh, b- kind of viciously beat Paul Pelosi with it, with the police kind of, according to reports, right there. Um, before they broke it up. Um, this guy had zip ties. He was looking for the Speaker of the House. This is all according to um, according to reports. We should know, by the way, we should get a little bit more detail when they file charges uh, against uh, DePape uh, in, in state court either today or tomorrow. So... Um, this is this has the this is just went horribly wrong. I will say this, Anna. A couple just reactions here that I've gotten. I'm curious what you think about them. Number one, um, it is stunning to me uh, that these the spouse of the Speaker of the House does not have some sort of security pr- protocol, um, full time security protocol. Uh, this this what this ha- what happened here was horrible this is one thing that could happen but he the the spouse of the speaker of the house no matter who it is paul pelosi before that uh uh jana ryan the, the wife of paul paul ryan i mean the the speaker of the house knows some of the most sensitive intelligence issues in our country what happened if someone got god forbid kidnapped i mean there's just so many risks that it would appear i mean the spouse to the president of the president and the vice president but they go they get security this is one step below that that she's second in the line of succession to the president it's just surprising to me that there's no real protocol that, that's number 1 number 2 i got calls from several members who said like if they who said their spouse is relayed to them, like this could happen to me. 
you know, members of Congress are away a lot of times three to five days a week um, in their communities, whether it's even a rank and file member of Congress. They are um, they're you know, big names a lot of times in these communities. And there's crazy people and violent people in every community. I don't think there's a, a clean answer to that, though. You know, there's 535 members of Congress. I don't think it's it's um, it's realistic to give every single it's not realistic to give every single member of Congress a security detail and have their wife have a security detail. It's just not or or husband, for that matter, have a security detail. It's not it's not reality. Um, but it's just, and it never, it probably wasn't as big of an issue five, 10, 15 years ago, right? Maybe a little bit more than five years ago, but it wasn't in past decades. It's just scary, Anna. And it, it, I feel like the security protocols probably haven't kept up with the poisonous times we're in. Yeah, I think that that's right. I mean, listen, I think there's two things that, that have really kind of struck me. Um, one this this was an assassination attempt, and this also has a lot of the echoes of January 6th, right, where you had uh, supporters of former President Donald Trump carrying zip ties, chanting the same exact thing, where is Nancy, where is Nancy, as they ransacked the Capitol. Um, and so I think it's, it's disturbing, first of all, that it should just be cut and dry for all Republicans that any attack on a member or someone in their family is horrific and unacceptable. And the fact that you have GOP lawmakers and conservative figures posting, you know, f- and retweeting some really just conspiracy theories, horrific comments. Vile, like, totally I, I mean, vile. at some point, we, there needs to be some humanity, uh, you know, across the board. Um, I, I, that, so that's my first thing. I th- and I think the second thing, to your point, is, you know, we saw this a lot during the impeachment trial and other where there's just more threats to individual members, not even talking about their spouses, but in general, and that you have this police force that has been under attack and you've had a lot of people leave um, and they've had a really hard recruiting time. And it just kind of really, I think, to me, cements this big question of what is the security in the Capitol complex like? Is it, um, you know, enough to protect members um you know and and there's been and we've talked about this there's been lawmakers who you've requested security and they haven't been able to get it um in certain instances because you know they have to pick and choose here right um and i think the third thing is just i mean if you are looking at wanting to be a public servant in today's society i mean it is just what i think that it's really difficult to think about you know you want to have the best people up here making the decisions for the this country but it's a pretty uh tough environment to say the least yeah incredibly um and i mean you you hit on something that we've talked about in in the newsletter uh friday and today and i've said a few times on tv which is the capitol police has been gutted of money. They don't have enough money. Um, they don't. They've had a huge spate of retirements post January six, and kind of even before January six, they've had a tough time recruiting. The, and the Dignitary Protective Division, which is, which protects members of Congress and or protects the leadership of, and some members of Congress, has also had trouble keeping people. It's a very taxing job. I mean, people are on the road. Um, you know, 10 days at a time in the campaign season. Um, there's a lot of people who have protective details. 
more than ever before, because several rank and file members, people like Liz Cheney, have protective details because of threats. They're threat based protective details. And then there's protective details from for members of the leadership, you know, Nancy Pelosi, Steny Hoyer, Kevin McCarthy, people like that, who get it all the time, you know, year round, uh, uh, you know, Pelosi gets hers 24 seven. So, you know, one other thing that we mentioned in this item, Anna, is um, an email that the Capitol Police sent out a couple days ago, um, which kind of reminds members of Congress of the services they offer, which is helping you coordinate with your local police security assessments for your home. So the Capitol Police, they're trying. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I, they, I think they would say and have said that they're some of them have said they're trying with one hand tied behind their back, right? Because they don't have the money. They don't have the staff. Um, it's, it's, and it's, it's scary. It's scary. And what you said is right. Um, if you're, if you're a candidate and you have a young family at home or even a, not a young family, any sort of family at home, and you're going to be in Washington five days a week or three days a week, um, I would, you know, it's, it's, it's scary proposition. It's something we're going to be covering in the days, I'm sure, and weeks uh, ahead. Let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Uh, Brendan Peterson, our financial services reporter, has a really interesting dive into uh, the power struggle over crypto's future. Uh, he's been writing about, you know, kind of all of the, the money and policy ideas surrounding crypto legislation on Capitol Hill. One question we've heard uh, a few times is, wait, why are we talking about the Senate Ag Committee? Uh, that seems to me a, a very pertinent question, Jake. Yeah, um, this is a power struggle in the sense that I think the crypto industry in many respects would like to be regulated by by ag or like the regulations written by ag um, because the uh, CFTC has a piece of this. This is going to be and you should read the item this morning. It's a great item by Brendan in our morning newsletter. Um this is going to be a a continued debate as the crypto industry, which is in its infancy. I mean, you know, the amount you hear about crypto in Washington is, or nationwide, has not really caught up with Washington. Washington's on like a five-year lag, I would say. Um, and the regulations really have not been written. And um, the battle is between the Ag Committee and the House and the Financial Services Committees. The Financial Services Committee obviously wants to write this regulation. Um, and uh, this is something that we're going to see play out, I would imagine. And I know we know um, um, and it, because they told us in a statement, McHenry, Patrick McHenry, the top Republican on the Financial Services Committee, who could be chair or would likely be chair if if Republicans take the majority, would be chair. Um He's going to the Financial Services Committee and the Banking Committee are going to have a big piece of this. He's going to pass a bill. He's going to pass a stable coins bill. The, the negotiations between him and Maxine Waters, the top Democrat, the chair, have stalled out. Um, but I would imagine if Republicans take the majority, this is something they're going to get to early in their tenure. Really a worth a deep dive. Brennan has all of the different um, debates and who's kind of weighing in on what angles in this morning's newsletter. Let's move to the number three story of the morning. Uh, it is a Canvas week. We'll be bringing you a lot of data all week, especially for our premium uh, member community. So you should sign up for that if you haven't. This month, we are looking at what Casey thinks of critical issues facing Washington. The Canvas, of course, is our public opinion survey that we conduct with the Locust Street Group. And this morning, um, some really interesting things, uh, particularly going into the lame duck on big tech antitrust. 
next uh, and whether that bill uh, has any prospects in the lame duck and as well as the Electoral Count Act, Jake. Yeah, um, the big tech bill is um, is not going to go anywhere. This Congress, according, that's according to people on K Street. And frankly, I think if you if you if uh, I'm pretty, pretty confident um, that people on in, on Capitol Hill in our last canvas survey said the same. Uh, a lot more bullish on the Electoral College Act. The ECA is a um, bipartisan bill, as is the as is the big tech bill for that matter. But the ECA just seems to have a lot more momentum on Capitol Hill. Remember, we are not far from the lame duck session. Um, uh, we are the, uh, the elections in eight days. The lame duck session begins right after that uh, in earnest. So we are going to get, be in the middle of all this pretty soon. All right. With that, thanks so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. Share the Daily Punch is the best way for folks to find out about us. Also, you can subscribe to our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.